Shake it like a Polaroid picture. And then drink it like a Polaroid picture. We went down the rivers, we crossed the plains, over the mountains, we fought in streams. We went west. We trapped, we mined, we carved our names. With guns and axes, we sought our fame. Our destiny was manifest. And God helped those who stood in the way of business progress. And the USA. USA. Now we're in the we're in the weird season though. Where oh yeah, like like I said, I had six customers in seven hours. Oh, I heard that fucking crazy bitch came back. Oh, yeah, she did. Oh, yeah. So Yeah, she, that bag of fuck. Well, and also, like, Paul kind of tried to lion tamer her ass out with a chair. And I was like, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's a there's this crazy chick. Need to uh, call Buffalo Jones. Right? Yeah. There's this crazy chick that's that's been in the bar twice, and both times she's... she's Assaulted several of us? Yes. <laughs> and so the second time she came in, it was on a, a person's shift who'd never seen her before, so he didn't know she'd been 86. And, uh, and then, you know... The same fucking thing happened as the first time, where she she went bug fuck and like tried to fight tried to fight uh, some of the customers. So they ended up having to call. They got her out the door. Then she came back and they had to like call the police. Yeah. Well, no, we no, we called the, the that police. was the second time. Oh, I'm talking about this time. This time is the third time. This time she walked in. Maddie Sar said, "Bitch, you ain't allowed here." Yeah. And she's like, "Whatever," and just came directly out to the patio and plopped her fucking ass down oh, in a chair. Jesus Christ. And Maddie's like, look, it's this asshole. And we're like, get the fuck out, asshole. And she's just like, Neh. it was like, you're fucking trespassing, you know, doing all the things. It would be so much easier if it was just like some drunk dude that I could beat the level fuck out of. Yeah. But, you know, I, yeah. just, I just can't piss pound a 24-year-old girl. Yeah. You know, like, Equal rights. Come on. I suppose. but Man. Well, and also, I'm pretty sure she's like mentally unstable. Oh, there's there, there's well, there's some definitely some substance abuse yeah, issues yeah. happening, but it's going to be reoccurring because I think it's one of those deals where she craves the attention, even if it's negative attention, it's still attention. Oh God! So there's not really much you can do. Like the cops made her leave, but then she immediately tried to come back in when they left. So we locked her out of the fucking bar. Oh my God! What the I fuck? just kind of want to just bear mace her and try to get that. Pavlovian response of like, if I come in here, then my face and eyes will burn. Yeah, totally. So just to (laughs) kind of kill that fucking neural pathway where you want, you know, like the the benefit of attention does not outweigh the shrieking agony of your sinuses and mucous membranes and eyes being chemically burned. But, you know, you can't do that. So, but in my perfect world, next time I see her, I just bear mace her ass and giggle while she twitches, but... (laughs) Well, it, it, it's fucking awful, because what the fuck can you do? You can't reason with her. No. Nope. Because we've tried that. Yeah. Um, and if you if you try anything, she'll just punch you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yep. <sighs> Jesus. Need a tranquilizer gun. and Yeah, totally. A unmarked van. Like, no, wait. Nope. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, welcome back to How the West Was Fucked. Speaking of animal control. Uh, <laughs> Oh, no. West. West. Fuck. Uh, we're uh, we're gonna re- rejoin the adventures of uh, Buffalo Jones, noted conservation mi- conservationist, conservationist, and animal abuser. <laughs> and um, uh, when we last saw our hero, he was fucking off to the Arctic Circle. Oh, right, to, Arctic Circle. Yeah, to go try to get one of them. Like winter, winterized buffaloes, mm-hmm. like muskox. Which muskox actually, too. they're far smaller than a regular buffalo, but apparently they smell terrible. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've, I've not ever well, been, been is that why they're called in on around one. I would, I would assume yeah. so. They have a, a bunch of little uh, Klingons on their butt, too. Dingleberries. Dingleberries. Yes. Well, since they're 98% hair, I'm pretty sure if you shave one, it's kind of like a, a Yorkshire Terrier. Yeah, it's you know, like, underneath all that shit, it's like a but. long-haired cat. When you shave them, they're they're like you know a quarter the size they yeah. actually appear to be. Well, they're kind of like if they had a longer tail, you know, like the banthas, like the sand people ride. Oh yeah, yeah. They're kind of like a smaller version of that. Everybody knows what a muskox is, and if yeah. you don't, fuck yourself. It's the it's uh, the it's the weird fucking animals from um, 
Uh, Willow? Stargate. Oh, yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah. I, I Don't they have something like that on Willow? Yes, they do. Uh, I can't remember what they call them, but yeah. Yeah. It's Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Yes. So, Buffalo Jones is going up to the Arctic Circle of Alaska, Canada, to hunt Val Kilmer. So, let's... <laughs> oh, Matt Monaghan! Did you want to read that newspaper oh, thing? Oh, yeah. Wanna... We, we can do... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's, let, let, let's, let, let's people soak in That's some history. So, we're... we're recap. We're going we're gonna to kick it off with, with Bo reading a fucking newspaper article. That it took me the last episode to even find. So, um... With the uh, with the hunting of the uh, things in, in Val, Val Kilmer in the Arctic Circle, that's what eighteen ninety something, eighteen ninety seven, eighteen ninety seven. Well, this is uh, during like uh, Buffalo Jones is like uh, trying to kidnap all the baby buffalo and then kill all the adult ones. Um, he was also promoting like, hey, we need to save the buffalo. And once again, it's like not because we need to save the buffalo; it's because once again, we were create like we as humans were created to have dominion over the animals, but not exterminate them. But also, we need to keep around so we can make money off of them and force them to fuck cows, right? And so, because I'm into that, he would also on occasion like like his uh, more uh, let's call it more uh, famous name sharer Buffalo Bill Cody, who was famously a Wild West promoter type thing. Well, Buffalo Jones did a degree of that too. Only less human actors and more animals that were not really... Okay, so he's somewhere between Buffalo Bill Cody and, and fucking uh, the guy we talked about last episode. Uh, As the, the, the Grizzly circus, Adams. Well, him and the circus guy. P.T. Yeah, Barnum. Well, P.T. Barnum. Well, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a, uh, at least parts of an article from the uh, Daily Commonwealth from Topeka, Kansas, dated September 26th, 1875. Uh, it's in the uh, section field sports. The title article is "How They Hunted the Buffalo at the Fairground." At the fairground? Wait for it. Oh, All right. No. So oh, this is like a fucking. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read this article, oh, and I, I gotta apologize that you know it's written in that fucking highly verbose way that 1800s does. The, but then you have to say it like uh, old timey. Well. Yesterday came off, according to the previous announcement, the great entertainment for man and beast under the management of Mr. C.J. Jones. That's Buffalo Jones. Okay. The day was as fair as if Mr. Jones had ordered it expressly for the occasion. The dust, however, was unusually deep and wide and kicked up with great ease. So we're we're setting the stage. Yep, like, it's, it's, it's filthy, a nice day filthy, and filthy. Dusty. Yep. The crowd which came to the show from abroad was not as large as was expected. Instead of 16 cars from the Great Southwest, only six came. The same number from that portion of the Great Northeast line between here and Atchison. That's not a sentence. So 12 cars in total? Well, and they're not cars, they're train cars. Uh, Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah. We suppose that when the curtain... Riz? And it's in quotation marks, (laughs) you know. At the fairgrounds, there were 2,500 persons present. So that's still a Whoa. pretty big... What, what were they expecting? Like 40,000 people? I don't know. Well, we did, <laughs> yeah, the, kind of we underwhelming. did, the, we did the crash at Crush. Yeah, yeah. And that's to watch two trains crash. Sure. And we're going to get into, like, the festivities here. The band contest did not come off. Volrath's band, which Volrath sounds like an enemy from Harry Potter, <laughs> uh, from Kansas City failed to appear. And it looked at one time as if the savage beast, in quotation marks, of the antelope and jackrabbit would not be sued, in quotation marks, by any music at all. But finally, the Capitol Band put in an appearance and blew faithfully all the rest of the afternoon. <laughs> all right. The lady equestrian match was the first thing. Sentence. <laughs> the contestants were Mrs. J.C. Allison of... Burling game. Okay. Mrs. C.M. Luther of Lawrence and Miss Nanny Twiss. M- Mrs. S.K. Spalding. Mrs. Mary Parsons. Miss Carrie Kirkpatrick of Topeka. The judges were Captain W.S. Spivey of Topeka. Sanford Clute of Atchison. <laughs> Nichols of Emporium. Okay, whatever. Um, the contest was a long one and must have been fatiguing to the ladies. Because, you know, yeah. riding with a vagina will cause it to fall off. Absolutely. You know? mm-hmm. The contest finally narrowed down to Mrs. Allison and Miss Twiss, and the judges awarded the watch to Mrs. Allison. The writer, however, who, who attracted the most attention... Uh, I like that you say writer. They definitely meant writer. Yeah. But whatever. 
was Mrs. Luther of Lawrence. She had a fine lead-trained horse whom she put through a variety of tricks and paces, and she was, to make short a short story of it, the best non-professional horsewoman we have ever seen for many a day. Non-professional horsewoman? I, I, apparently there's professional horsewomen. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't think they could be professional back then, right? Meantime, the cowboys who proposed to pursue the bounding bison were mustering in force, attracted to the great attention. They wore generally the slouch, flop-eared hat that distinguishes the profession, and also sternwheel boots. The two who were attracted the most attention were a gentleman who sported a half-bushel or so oakum-colored hair, and a round-shouldered youth whose collar, spelled collar like C-A-L-L-E-S, turned over and exposed the upper end of his back to the extent that it seemed if he had put his shirt on wrong side up. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. But several things were to happen before the snoring buffalo were to career madly over the plain. The first was deeply thrilling hunt of a jackrabbit by foxhounds. Mr. Jones warned everybody to seek safety from the mad rush of the animals, tipped the rabbit out of the box, and gave him a kick as a cant. But if he wanted his ears to belong in the land, he'd better lean out, in quotation marks, of that. The rabbit, unfortunately for himself, failed to tumble, in quotation marks, to Mr. Jones' suggestion before he had gone two feet and was stopped by two dogs who carefully bit him in the two in the middle... <laughs> And then each dog went his way with the portion of rabbit that belonged to him. Oh, it's enough to stir the blood of age to see that hunt. What the fuck? <laughs> That's why. So they're okay. They had the horse, the lady, lady horse thing, lady horse thing, and then they dumped a rabbit out of a box and two, and, and two it hounds didn't go anywhere. So two hounds and, ripped it in half. Yes. So that's Act One. <laughs> and we're, we're waiting for the buffalo to come bounding oh, over the. We're going to do hill. a wolf hunt yet. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. This is a fucking. <laughs> this is a county fair. No, it's just an event. Buffalo Jones like, I have some critters. Come watch me fuck with them. God and also it. there will be a band. Get on the train. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, carrying on. But the hearts of the excited people hardly descended from their throats to their appropriate location before the wolf hunt had been announced. The wolf was a mild-eyed beast who had been tied near the meek-looking antelope. Because there's suddenly an antelope. The wolf evidently had no taste for public life and preferred to live far from the maddening crowd. In quotation marks. Accordingly, when turned loose, he started for the nearest timber, a few rods off. Yes, we're still measuring things in rods. Sweet. He was persuaded by the cowboys, several hundred hoodlums with the basements of their pants in a state of extreme dilapidation (laughs) and all available dogs. But the wolf had determined his course and was not to be deterred from it. He soon disappeared in the brush and the youth climbed on the fence and set in a long row like crows looking into the timber where the wolf had vanished. CLE space NS? I I don't know what, like... Cleanest. Yeah, cleanest averred that wolf afterwards... uh, 1800 sentence. It doesn't matter. The wolf fucking disappeared in the woods. (laughs) (laughs) He uh, withdrew from the convention. Is the way... That's the way the... Yeah. Quite an interval, alas, before the two bison were let out of their pen. A great deal of galloping and screaming was done to induce small boys and others to take back seats, but the crowd got the idea that buffaloes were domesticated brutes who had been engaged in agricultural pursuits at Silver Lake and declined to fall back. So basically, get out of the way of the buffalo, assholes. No, they're tame. It's cool. Oh, shit. (laughs) This is like Crash and Crush. Like, it blows (laughs) up and just fucking throws, like, shrapnel at everybody. The chase which follows was very funny to everybody except the beast who were much disgusted. One finally went through the fence in pursuit of the wolf, <laughs> but was brought back. The other, thinking it was a long time before drinks, broke out into the grounds, trotted to the front gate, and headed for town. It is supposed for Poppendick, which is a bar in town, so the buffalo is going to the bar, of according course. to the reporter. While in the lane, the buffalo had some conversation with the Joneses, which ended in an argument whereby C.J. Jones lassoed the animal and was awarded the gold-beaded cane. Okay. The understanding was that no one was to touch the animals with hands or teeth. This did not prevent Tom Drew from catching one of the noble beasts by the tail, and a frightful struggle ensued in front of the grandstand, where in the midst of the great cloud of dust, men, boys, horses, and buffalo howled, pranced, and cussed. There, there where the crowd emerged from a... Sulfuron? Canopy? I don't know, like... <laughs> In quotation marks. A free fight seemed imminent. A lively jaw ensued in which Mr. Tom Drew and Mr. Bill Shaft cussed and discussed with great volubility. That's it. They were finally quieted by Officer... I almost said Dustbin, but it's Dustin. Okay. And $5 each from Mr. Jones. Basically, two guys were about to fight, and Buffalo Jones paid him 5 bucks to stop. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> 
It was then announced that the show was adjourned Sendai and thus ended the big show, the like of which has not been seen since, from the yeller dog from Tecumseh and his colleagues fit the bear at Kilnis Park. I don't know. A lot of that is old-timey nonsense. But so it- they, they, <laughs> they let the fucking bison loose. And then like, the, just to chase hey, everybody, him. get the fuck out of the way. They brought bison to let him loose and then have the spectacle of guys chasing down bison. Okay. And apparently over 250 guys. Well, the same thing with the wolf. They let a wolf go from a thing and then just were supposed to, I guess, kill it. But it got but away. But it ran off into the woods. And then the buffaloes, like one of them got grabbed by the tail. The other one went into town and started fucking shit up. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. But I'm just saying, during my research, I found that weird article. Yeah. And I just wanted to uh, <laughs> add some timely flavor to it. Sure. <laughs> Fucking great. Anyway, back to the Arctic Circle. Back to the Arctic Circle. Uh, Comic Sans, NPR voice. That's hey. it. Uh, so he gets to the Great Slave Lake. Uh, he plans on traveling by boat to the Arctic Circle. So he has to build his own boat because... Things can't be easy. Yep, and plus there's plenty of trees up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he reached Fort Smith, the uh, HBC outpost, uh, outpost on the Slave River. He was met by a coalition of chiefs that warned him against taking animals from him. Please don't shoot our animals. Yeah. Because it would piss off the great spirit, of course. Or uh-huh. also don't, you know, put them in a box, let dogs get on them and, <laughs> yeah. But he tried to convince him that he was there to preserve him, not kill him. I'm here to preserve the shit out of these things. I have so many bullets. What was that? So now the Indians plan on stopping Jones. Ooh. They refuse to help carry his stuff over the rapids out of Fort Smith. That's how you stop him, by not working for him. (laughs) Uh, They told him to go back, but Jones replied, he'd do as he pleased. You mean I have to carry my own shit? Like an animal? (laughs) Uh, he fell in with John Ray, a wild Scotsman, who had a big mustache. Okay. Of course, this is Everybody had 1800s. A big <laughs> they had to build another boat to cross the Great Slave Lake uh, with only help from Ray and a half-breed, quote-unquote, oh. that didn't listen to the elders. Uh, at the end of the lake, there are no muskox. Yeah. So they have to spend the winter there, so they construct a cabin. <laughs> just in time for the snow to There's fall. There's no muskox. We have to spend the winter here. Oh, man. Jesus Christ. Oh, there you go. Tuesday is coming. Do you have your jacket? Yeah. There is no muskox. We must spend the winter here. Uh, October 20th, the meat was almost gone. So Indians From get- what? They didn't get a muskox. What are they eating? They must have brought some Burger King or something. Oh. I don't know. It takes two hands to handle a Whopper because the burgers are bigger at Burger King. Uh, the Indians gathered around and begged for food. Uh, of course, I, you got to re, uh, remind people that this book I'm reading from is from the 60s. Yeah. So one day so a awful. big Indian got uppity. Oh, oh he, super. He came into the cabin and kicked over the bread pan. Uh, Ray hit him under the ear and laid him cold. Then to revive him, Ray choked him to revive him. (laughs) (laughs) Chokes him back to life? (laughs) fuck? Wait, punched him below the ear? No, it's a jaw punch. Okay, all right. That's a weird way to say it, but yeah. yeah. Uh, A few days later, another Indian arrived with 15 or so men to back him up. Jones and Ray were eating dinner while the Indians watched him. (laughs) The lead Indian... Came into the cabin and grabbed a cup of tea and drank it down. Then took his hand and pulled out a piece of meat from the pot. Jones jumped up on him and wrung the meat out of his mouth. <laughs> okay. So now all the now the all the Indians are coming into the cabin. So they use their fists and knock the Indians right and left. Uh huh. Oh, super. And this... managed to clear the cabin of Indians. Oh, once again, um, I'm smelling a distinct uh, scent of bullshit. <laughs> this, like this feels like a Jesse James dime, yeah. dime novel. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm smelling a, a bit of bullshit uh, with a, a heavy dose of the flavor of racism. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> absolutely. God damn it. So now they have to. Here's wait. what happened. They were having dinner. And probably a Native American person walked by the cabin, and they were greatly terrified. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. And then they wrote about it. Yes. Yes. They wrote That's, a fictional story about it. Yep. But some of the stuff he does do is pretty unbelievable, though. Yeah. 
I mean, that's the thing is that's that's the thing about all these guys. They do some incredible shit, but well, I mean, the nature of the word "incredible" really yeah. not not credible, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Incredible yeah. shit. Yeah. So now they have to wait till the dead of winter when the muskox would be at their most south, which was still a several hundred miles away. Uh, November Ray and the one Indian made a scouting trip. Which what? T- What'd you say? In November Ray and one Indian. Thought you I said November Rain. I thought <laughs> so too. <laughs> yeah, get some. Nothing catches muskox in the cold November Rain. <laughs> Hit it, Slash. <laughs> They were gone 23 days and saw the tracks of a bull, but then lost it in a blizzard. Or it was probably the tracks of anything else, because... So, late February, now the muskox mm, must be mm. close, because yeah, the men of be. the Indian village were getting ready to go get them. Jones and Ray told them nothing of capturing one alive to the natives. While they are away, Jones rigged a burglar-proof invention. He rigged a Colt revolver. I knew it was... Uh, your mousetrap. The fucking mousetrap. Or the fence cutting implement. Yeah, yeah. Burglar proof. Put a gun on it. <laughs> <laughs> so it would fire when the door was open. Sure. So he shows the natives this to keep them out of the cabin before they leave. Uh, they expected about 25 men to go with them. They only got one. Uh, his yeah, name. Because they kind of suck. Like. Yeah. Uh, he was named Susie Baromi. Course he was. A small wiry fellow. Mm. Mm-hmm. So now they're taking dog sleds. During the blizzard, they took refuge in their tent. Don, that's Jones's pet shepherd, cried out. Jones went out and saw a series of white creatures surrounding him. Wolves. Arctic wolves. Oh shit. A wolf grabbed Don and took off. Oh. Bye, Donnie. <laughs> okay, a wolf just grabbed a German shepherd and carried it off. I guess so. What kind of Game of Thrones ass? Fucking direwolf shit is this? Like, it was walking on two legs and put it under his arm. Yeah, yeah. And walked away with it. Well, Jones caught up to him because he was going slow because he was carrying a full sized dog. Yeah. He put the barrel to the wolf and shot the wolf, and the wolf sprang at him and bit the barrel. Yeah, I'm sure he did. <laughs> uh, but the wolf died. Uh, after that, they would take the dogs into the tent, though. I saw the principal and the teacher in the closet, and they were making babies, and one of the babies looked at me. That's the credibility with which I... Uh, I'm surprised he didn't uh, like tell him that story. He didn't have like a one-liner before yeah. he pulled the trigger. He's like, give me back my dog. yippee ki motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Vaya con Dios. Uh, they killed three caribou and even left two for the wolves oh, to get them off their trail. How fucking magnanimous. But the next day, they're snapping at their tent because the wolves wanted fresh meat. That's definitely what wolves behave like. Mm-hmm. Uh, they drove them off with gunfire and killed two of them. Uh, March 4th, they found their first tracks, though. Well, and then he, he's got airplane bottles of booze in between each. Yeah, thing, I was going to say, yeah. Punches a wolf to death. <sighs> Finally uh, found you. Thought you forgot about the Custer wolf, did you? <laughs> so Susie scouted ahead and found six muskox bulls. Jones went with, and Susie began talking to the musk ox in a loud voice. Hell yeah. What's up, musk ox? <laughs> the musk, musk ox ran into a tight group and looked around for the source of the noise. I mean, that that's plausible, because, you know, what what's the musk ox defense mode? Yeah. They do the circle. Yep. Man, Cir- they, must circle be, wagon. they must be super easy to kill, huh? <laughs> I'm sure they don't see a whole lot of people, so yeah. So Susie told the musk ox that the great spirit wished for them to die, and it was be better to be killed this way than to be pulled down by a pack of wolves. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Let me explain something to you, buddy. <laughs> then Susie motioned to Jones to shoot. The three men shot at the same time, and three fell. There was a fight. Uh, Ray and Jones fired again. Two more fell. Yeah, you got to kill them all. Can't just... Yeah. Get one, two. Yeah, it's gotta, it's, gotta, gotta wipe them out. It's Pokemon. Well, but th- once again, this is one of the leading conservationists of his time. So, <laughs> uh, Jones found the anatomy of a musk ox more like a goat than a cow. Because, yeah, which dashed his hope of crossbreeding them with cattle. While he watched, and back to the project of crossbreeding <laughs> human humans and orangutans. <laughs> 
Uh, that night, it sounded like the whole of the wolves in the Arctic were around their tent. I'm sure. Wow, this happens to them a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost like this guy gets attacked by more wolves than I don't know anybody in the history of America. <laughs> uh, they woke up to find the ground completely covered with wolves. Uh, so Jones just, just deep in fucking wolves, <laughs> just get, like leaves, just <laughs> kicking them out of the way. Fucking Jones stuck his Winchester out of the tent and shot one. That kind of backed him off a bit. Um, yeah, he's all, still out all there. Forty million of the all the wolves <laughs> in the Arctic surrounding their one. I'm tent. imagining like the wolves about the size of a Twinkie, and they're just piled like knee yeah, deep. They're like minions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the musk ox steak was excellent, though, with no smell of musk. Mm. <laughs> Uh, they tried to convince Susie on guiding them back after reaching the timber to find calves to capture. He refused, not understanding why Wood wouldn't want to do that. Well, you know, it is kind of a white people thing to fuck with nature in mm-hmm. that regard. So, you know. So Susie leaves saying, uh, Nazula, Nazula, which yeah. means no good, no good. Fucking dumb white people. Stupid fucking white man. Uh, they traveled for three days and came across some Inuits. They were trying to steal some food. Of course. They had plenty, but loved the tea. Oh, they had uh, plenty to, f- to share, I like guess. Trade. And bugged them for more. Finally, they saw a musk ox poop and then found six cows, but yeah. only one yearling, though. Wait, they saw a mu- they saw the poop or they saw a musk ox they, take, a, take a shit? No, probably. they saw the poop and then used the poop to find the musk ox. Now they're probably going to shoot most of them and molest the other ones mm-hmm. uh, so they pitched camp and went over the ridge to find a huge herd oh exploitation the mother lord so how many bullets to have their plan was to shoot all but one of the cows in the group <laughs> god damn it shoot I didn't the, mean I didn't, you know I didn't, I, didn't, them. I didn't actually mean to foreshadow but like <laughs> as it turns out so well it's harder to run away if you shoot all of them yeah and they wanted to leave one, shoot that one in the leg so the calves would stay and not run off. Yeah, kind of like hunting buffalo where you shoot the lead cow in the lungs. Fuck. So they did that, and five calves milled around the God wounded cow. They got four all tied up. Jones was tired, and the dogs were attacking the last calf, biting oh. its heels. Uh, the last calf ran right to Jones, and he slipped a noose on it without throwing. Okay. <laughs> Uh, they bedded down for the night, but then again, out come the wolves. Yeah. Fucking insert rancid song here. <laughs> yep, you know I will. On the big field, on the big field, it opens like the cover of an old Bible. And out come the wolves, out come the wolves. Their paws trampling the snow, the alphabet. I stand on my head, watch it all go away. So they knew they had to guard the calves at night. Uh, Oh, bring them into the tent with us. And of course, they wound a few wolves who were devoured by their own pack. Of course, because that's also a thing wolves don't generally do, but sure. And they made it only three miles that day because the calves like to kick. Well, and they're tripping over wolves. I mean, (laughs) just knee-deep wolves. So nothing like getting kicked by a musk ox. So your yeah, shins are all black with prob- bruises. Probably, probably nothing like that. Probably not a phrase that's really been uttered by a, a human before <laughs> either. Uh, they're running low on ammo, so at night they fought off the wolves with rocks and sticks. After a few days while they were sleeping in the morning, someone came and slit the throats of all the calves. Oh, What? Susie. Dude. It was Susie and his, and his friends. Ah, so, son of a bitch. Really. So they vowed revenge on whoever did it. Oh, yes. Because proportionate response. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, finally, they get back to the woods because they're in the Arctic Circle. Uh, they're almost out of firewood. By the time they got back, they were out of meat, too. And down to their they last cartridge. They slit calf. <laughs> <laughs> they probably left them for the wolves. Yeah, of course. God damn it. Ah, what will we ever do for food? Well, all we have is these four dead cats. Better go shoot some adult muskoks and eat those. Uh, they used one of their last shell, shells to uh, get a 400-yard shot on a caribou, which supplied them with meat, helping them get back to the cabin. They were gone 45 days and made it about 1,000 miles. Oh. Damn. That's kind of impressive, except for I also call bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> of course, when they get back to the cabin, the sled dogs begin to attack them. And then, yes, and then the Yeti comes and... Made them biscuits, and then also 
you know, stole their car. So their sled dogs got hydrophobia from the wolf attacks. Uh, hydrophobia is? Fear of water. What's the modern name for it? Uh, wait, what? Like it's fucking rabies, Tony. Oh, it's fucking rabies. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. So they had to shoot them all because they were foaming at the mouth. Oh, hydrophobia, not hydrophobia. Hydrophobia, fear of water. Like when you, when something becomes rabid, it stops drinking. Gen- oh, generally, what I ki- didn't know that. generally what kills you from rabies is dehydration as well as your brain swelling. And I did. I didn't know that that uh like not drinking was a part of that shit. That's huh? Yeah. The 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 basically the Latin term for rabies is hydrophobia. Did not know that. And of course, when did Louis Pasteur invent rabies vaccine? Uh, Around about this time, but it's not like they were vaccinating the wolves. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That makes a little more sense with the aggressive wolves if they're all rabid. Kind of. Well, it's the sled dogs that have rabies. But... Well, but they got it from the wolves. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and sled dogs are basically one step removed from wolves sure. anyway. But yeah. especially, I'm sure in 1890 they were more similar. Yeah. I don't know. I still call bullshit on half this story, but <laughs> rabies makes a little more sense. Yeah. Come gather around y'all. It's time to learn a lesson. A recently discovered element obtained from pitch blend. It was first discovered by Master and Madame Curie in 1898. Its temperature is 1.5 degrees Celsius above that of its surroundings, and according to Curie, it emits heat radiations without combustion or chemical change, and without any apparent decrease in its energy. Its atomic weight is 225. The photographic action of its light is similar to that of rhodogen rays. Its rays have power to color glass and porcelain and in certain cases produce ozone. If its rays are passed through a gas, they render it a conductor of electricity. Their effect on the human body is very marked. They produce luminosity in the eye, and they have power in some instances to paralyze the nerve centers. It requires enormous quantities of pitch blend and great labor to produce a minute quality of radium. At present, a piece of radium at 17th part of a grain in weight costs $2. The end. <laughs> when he gets back, Buffalo Jones writes a book about it. Uh, they publish it in Topeka in 1899 about his adventures. It's Tripping over wolves, my adventures in the Arctic. I was going to say, do you have the title? Because uh, rabies and you, an the, Arctic story. Those fucking 1800s book titles get me every time. Oh no, I I, I didn't bother to to do that. But he still needs a job, so Buffalo went to the Smithsonian and asked to. Catch Rocky Mountain sheep for their National Zoological Park. Yep. In Colorado, he lowered his 18-year-old daughter down a cliff by rope and drug her up the slope with a baby bighorn in her arms. (laughs) He wrote of it for Harper's. uh, That Harper's magazine had the same, that same issue had TR's children on the cover. There you go. So if you're looking up back issues. Like, uh, which one? uh, Kermit and... Whoever. Yeah, that same year, T.R. became president when McKinley was assassinated. Yep. Uh, T.R. made Jones the first game warden of Yellowstone National Park. Yep. Well, and b- prior to this, like, Buffalo Jones had been uh, questing money from, like, Congress to preserve Buffalo. And it was mostly met with a uh, resounding meh. You know, <laughs> I think he eventually was given, I think, like, 10 grand or something like that. Like, because he had that Buffalo Reserve that he kept on, like, like Will was talking when he got his Buffalo repossessed. Yeah. So, during that time frame, we kind of glossed, like, he'd, he'd acquired, because uh, Charlie Goodnight, who we talk about sometimes, had also started, like, raising Buffalo, basically because he had a bunch of fenced-off land and happened to have Buffalo on it and just kept people from shooting them. Mm. Uh but, you know, some of them heard that Buffalo Jones eventually got, he bought from Charlie Goodnight and then lost those Buffalo. And then acquired, it, it, it kind of turned into a thing where if you were kind of a rich guy in the West, you would trade in Buffalo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. It's the cryptocurrency of its day. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the book that he wrote is called, it's very uh, tame, tame uh, novel. It's uh, Buffalo Jones, 40 Years of Adventure. Oh. Oh. Uh, so he arrives at Yellowstone, July 16th, 1902. 
And he made a corral near Mammoth Hot Springs. He Ooh. was given $15,000 to buy a buffalo herd. Uh, so he goes By to, the U.S. government? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So he goes to Texas and buys three bulls from Charlie Goodnight, like you said. They said the point, like, he's, he's talking about he's the first park ranger there, but you got to remember, uh, it was already a national park, and initially it was the fucking, I think it was the 10th, either 9th or 10th cavalry, so it was buffalo soldiers yeah. were in charge of keeping poachers out of the park. But at that time, there were no boundaries, borders, facilities, sure. anything like that. Because the Park Service, as we discussed in the John Muir yeah. shit, wasn't really a thing. Yeah, you know. yeah they were so pretty So this new. is proto. You know. Got it. Uh, he also goes to North Dakota and buys oh, yeah. 14 cows from the Allard herd. Darn uh, And sold a few to himself from his herd in Kansas and Nebraska. They were branded with the U.S. right on the rump. Just like a cavalry horse, except for they usually get it on the shoulder, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jones then wanted to capture some calves of the remaining herd in Yellowstone. They had some 30 left there and breed them the, with the captive herd. He left Mammoth Hot Springs on skis April 6, 1903. Uh, he caught a few and brought them back on skis. Um, <laughs> picturing the buffalo on skis, for sure. The park concessionaire didn't like Jones. Uh, he claimed uh, he told too many bear and cougar tales and frightened off the tourists. Okay. <laughs> uh, Jones didn't get along with the Army and their major pitcher either. Major pitcher. Major league pitcher. Uh, he pissed him off and pitcher accused of him of embezzlement. Even Which so- I'm going to guess he was probably doing a bit of embezzlement. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, even swindling a man for the promotion of a flying machine at the St. Louis World's Fair. Yes! This is like 19 what? <laughs> 1906. Oh. Uh, Jones then had the last word and went to the press in 1906. The headline read, Buffalo Jones says soldiers lack backbone. Uh-huh. And they said he not they shouldn't be allowed in the park. Oh, is this, I, I would assume, is it's not just because they're military, it's because it's Buffalo soldiers? It could very well be that yeah. they happen to be African American. Yes. <laughs> Hello, racism, my old friend. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, Jones never gave up on his cattle idea, though. He planned on Arizona for the range for him. Yes, because yeah. verdant Arizona, great grazing Fantastic. land. The uh, Kaibab uh, Plateau. I probably said that wrong. North of uh, the Grand Canyon. Jones got a permit to fence a big portion of it. Uh, later the same year, TR made the Grand Canyon National Game Preserve, covering the whole plateau there. So they drove a herd from Utah. I like to shoot deer that fall thousands of feet into a valley. <laughs> well, it's, canyon. it's like a like a parlor game. Like, you know, you got to shoot it before it hits the ground. Right. So they drive a herd from Utah to Kaibab. One bull refused to go and backtracked all the way back some hundred miles. And it went through a Mormon wagon and destroyed it Uh-oh. and a barrel of flour. Uh-oh. Uh, the station agent in Lund, that's where they took off from, rewarded the buffalo by shooting it and feeding it to the citizens. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jones. Right. <laughs> so Jones gets back some of the herd uh, that he had to sell uh, from Monterey uh, in California and some that ended up in Montana. The buffalo and the Galloway cows breeded reluctantly. <laughs> okay. Get it over with. Human help was needed with the delivery of the calves. Oh, no. The hump coming out of the cow's hoo-ha was kind of difficult. <laughs> Male calves from the first cross breeding were either aborted or caused the death of a cow. You are making so many sentences that have never been uttered by a human tongue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the heifer calves would breed easily, though. But to breed the buffalo bulls produced sterile male calves because the fur was too thick and caused too high temperatures in their genitals. So low sperm count due to tight-fitting underwear? Zero sperm count due to, yeah. Yep, so they had to breed it back to domestic cattle uh, to get a fertile male. Yeah. (laughs) But the scheme fell apart with all these complications. Well, no shit. (laughs) It's almost like it doesn't work. Yeah. Ah, how can we make cows more difficult and expensive? <laughs> uh, 1907, Zane Gray, 
Oh, shit. Was a 35-year-old dentist who quit uh, to write some books. He wasn't having much success. Someone suggested he go west and hunt with Buffalo Jones. So the trip was a turning point in Gray's life. Jones explained how he punished bad bears in Yellowstone to Zane Gray. He strung them up in a tree and spanked their bottoms. Yep. Hey, once again, um, distinct scent of bullshit. Uh, Well, the bears are too used to being fed with garbage by humans and stuff like that. Fucking balls of opium and fucking popcorn and... So Jones took Gray on chasing wild horses, but can capture the lead. And after Old Tom the Cougar. Oh, oh. yeah, Old Tom, you know. Mm-hmm. Old Tom the Cougar. Uh, Gray had to kill Old Tom when it leapt at him. Uh, oh, shit. Just like in the fucking uh, the Buffalo Rider. Well, the, the Yeah, the fucking mm-hmm. mountain lion. Ow, kitty cat. <laughs> it's just about the time the guy got ready to shoot. He straight up got mauled by a cougar. Gray witnessed Jones climb a tree and rope a female cougar. Alone and unarmed. The cougar is unarmed? Yep. <laughs> uh, Jones roped her, but she leapt and got caught the, the rope on a limb. So Jones fell out of the tree. <laughs> Gray ran after and fell down the slope and met the cougar about 15 feet away. The dogs were now on her. Jones told the helpers to beat off the dogs. Um, <laughs> you know, to calm them down. You know, fra- phrasing yeah. is important. Because <laughs> the cougar would kill him. Uh, Jones was grazed on the shoulder shoulder by the cougar. Yeah, when she sh- shot him. Uh, My husband gets home, you're all fucked. I'm not unarmed anymore. <laughs> <laughs> then he got three lassos around her. They collared and changed and muzzled the cougar. He considered cougars the kings of the animal world, the, the real killers, because they would kill and just leave stuff, I guess, like mm. a, a normal kitty cat. Well, you know, when, once you fought 70 million rabid wolves outside of your tent, yeah, right. you know. Uh, Jones also wanted to crossbreed Persian sheep with bighorn sheep, kind of like Catalo. It didn't work. Uh, I'm going to read, breed baboons with flamingos. <laughs> but he did crossbreed the Persian sheep with the Merino sheep to produce a Persino. Persino? Persino? Maraschino? But of course, the male calves proved to be sterile too because they had hot nuts. If they're sheep, they're not calves, they're lambs. Get it right. Oh, uh, yes, I guess so. Uh, hot nuts, get your hot nuts. So Gray went home and started writing all those Western novels that made him famous with yep. Jones as the inspiration. Oh, oh shit. Okay, so straight up did do the the Jesse James time novel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or uh, what's his fault? Oh, are you not familiar with Zane Gray? Uh, we've talked about him before. Pretty, but, yeah. pretty prolific writer of Old West bullshit novels. Gotcha. Uh, kind of like uh, uh, proto Louis L'Amour. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, Martha died in Topeka, and she has oh, to stay home all with all this. The fact oh, he yeah, has a fucking married. family, he's just out crocodile huntering shit. Like. <laughs> That's 1907. Jen, Jones didn't find out about her illness till the end, because he was out driving sheep. And molesting cougars. So what happens when your wife dies? You decide to go to Africa to rope wild animals there. Yes. Well, why, I mean, why, why also do you do that? Well, because they hadn't invented the, the uh, sports car yet. No, there was somebody else that was in Africa doing stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the guy we've been talking about, P.T. Barnum. No, Theodore Te- fucking, oh, Teddy Roosevelt. Theodore uh, Roosevelt was on uh, with his son on a wholesale mission to conserve by gunfire every single animal on the mm-hmm. African continent. And uh, Buffalo Jones wanted to prove that you can go on safari without killing stuff. Mm-hmm. He's just going to steal stuff? He's going to rope stuff. All right, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I watched that movie, Hatari. That's pretty good. Yes, I got inspired when I'm doing my research. Uh, there's a shitty John Wayne movie with a lot of, let's call it, all, like like you said, all the animals were hurt in the f- making of this film. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but Hatari, which supposedly means danger in Swahili, but it's a, a John Wayne movie about people that are capturing animals from the wild for zoos and circuses. Uh, when, when was that film? In the 60s? Yeah, 70s? mid-60s. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, the next phase of Buffalo Jones's life kind of reminded me of that. I saw it when I was real little. Yeah, but it's it's a good degree of just chasing shit around with jeeps and 
I was gonna say I was gonna ask what the era was, but if they got Jeeps, it's it was like current day for 1965. Well, I mean, Jeeps came out in 1941. I'm just saying it didn't take place in like the 1800s. No. Okay. Have you heard of the movie Roar with Tippi Hedren? Yeah. It's it's her family basically. It's it's with the lions, lions and tigers just everywhere. I haven't seen it. I know what you're talking about, though. Where they they like have like lions living in their house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, everybody got mauled in that movie too. So yeah. that's that's something else to look up. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, they took along movie cameras. Well, just wait, wait a second. I'm going back to Hatari. I love like during the filming of that shit. I, I have a complicated relationship with uh, John Wayne, but I do like the fact that uh, at one point, like I think it was the director had already been mauled by a leopard. And then, like, John Wayne and another guy are sitting playing cards. And there's a leopard, like, just out of the blue, like, approaching John Wayne from behind. <laughs> and the guy's like, hey, John, there, there's a there's a leopard coming. He's like, he's like, well, go see what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> so I like that. There's other things that are pretty problematic about that guy. But. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also took around a branding iron. Of course. With BJ on it for Buffalo Jones. Because how else would you know that I've roped this rhino or giraffe unless you <laughs> scalded skin? <laughs> uh, just like graffiti tagging yeah. all the fucking animals no, that's in Africa? Very literally. I'm going to rope a giraffe, brand it, and let it go. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. So that's exactly <laughs> that's, what's happening. That's Yeah, very literally. So some, somebody in a fucking... Somebody, some native there is going to look at this and be like, well, why is there a fucking... Well, also, here's the thing about it, branding Writing on this shit. You don't just, like, turn it on and it's hot. You got to, like, yeah. rope a thing, build a fucking fire yep. near where you rope the thing, Yep. let it heat up for eh, probably a good 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, and so the things they're roping is shit like Giraffes, so they're, and, and rhinoceros. It's catch and release. So and they're they're basically just a. It's like terrify an animal, burn it, let it go. But he was trying to make the point that unlike Theodore Roosevelt, who was out just killing absolutely everything that moves, right. you could do this in a sustainable way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at first, they come upon some warthogs, which would be good practice for him. Yep. So they set up the Take cameras. That shit, Pumba, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> then one hog went straight uh, for the camera. The cameraman touched it with his hat, and at the same moment they roped it. So that's a good start. They also caught a gira- uh, giraffe. But uh, what do you do once you have a giraffe? Eat it. <laughs> they had to rope the back legs to get the giraffe to sit in order to get the rope off its neck. <laughs> oh right, yeah, because yeah. you don't have a boom truck or anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next day, they roped a zebra and rode it bareback just for the hell of it. Uh, then they find a rhino, but were surprised by its speed. It led the horses for three miles, not gaining on it. Then it stopped in a mud hole to catch its breath. Joan said, I'll get it to charge me. <laughs> I bet you will. Uh, while his cowboy ropers would rope it. They did, but the rope broke. They left the heavy rope in the wagon. rhino. Yep. So now they had to have the rhino charge him one at a time to tire him out, and it worked. Oh, my God. Uh, then the cameraman set up, and the rhino charged right at him, and the cameraman ran for it, while the rhino charged right into the camera. Uh, I wonder if any of this footage actually oh, exists. I, it did. I, I looked that up. Uh, they, they actually put out the fucking film, and Theodore Roosevelt was like, oh, it's like the best movie ever, but it was a it was a financial failure, and there's... The footage did exist, but no existing footage remains. <laughs> there are, however, photographs from this, from the book, Lassoing Animals in Africa. Mm. They fought that rhino for four hours, but it was getting dark. But by getting the rhino to charge the uh, stump that they managed to rope, uh, they managed to rope the rhino to a tree. Uh, Jones was 65 at the time, and he had a broken finger from the rhino fight. Probably from flipping them off or something. (laughs) But water can be found, and everyone, the horses and the men, were fatigued or injured. So they had to lay up for four or five days. This kind of made Jones impatient just sitting around. Then Jones's hound dog, John, found lion tracks. John. It's like uh, fucking Nandar the Relentless's horse. (laughs) (laughs) His men found him with a lioness right in front of him in the bush. Jones was on his horse, and the lioness was ready to pounce. 
Jones didn't even have a knife on him, let alone a gun. That seems like ill planning. Mm-hmm. Jones was 35 feet from her. Uh, Jones's help arrived, and the lioness retreated. She killed three dogs and injured old John. To get her off the dogs, they used firecrackers. <laughs> then they chased her around the whole day. It was getting dark, so they thought they'd use a pole to slip the rope over her head when she went into a little cave. But then she bolted and ran out. They cornered her, and she charged, but the horse... Well, I read they were, when she went in the cave, they were also still hooking firecrackers at her, so... <laughs> so she went after Jones, and Jones had to outrun her. A rope was thrown and slipped into her mouth, taking a fang out with it, Ugh. which kind of distressed the lioness. <laughs> they threw another, which landed on the grass above her like a halo. Jones rode over, and from the saddle, put the rope around her neck with a stick... Then they drug her away, and they roped a lion. God damn it. They muzzled and handcuffed her. A month later, she was in the Bronx Zoo. Fuck. Yep. Uh, what, did they, uh, what did they call her? Uh... Because she lived there for a long time. Until she died in 1921. Uh, Nala? Like, not Nala. I think it's one of the names from, like, actually one of the lines from Lion King. Uh, but, uh, I don't know. They named her something. But uh, apparently, like, Jones went and saw her at the zoo, and she immediately recognized him and got really pissed. I was going to say, like, <laughs> fuck you. I found, uh, I was looking for something different, but I found a old postcard called The Rhino at Bay, Buffalo Jones in Danger. Oh, shit. Yeah, all right. But there's actually photographs <laughs> of when they roped the rhino. Because uh, one of the cowhands, um, it was pretty much he roped it and then um, uh, wrapped it around a tree. Mm-hmm. Kind of using it as pulley yeah. type ordeal. Yeah. Uh, and the, the lioness's name was Niobe? Niobe? Okay. It's N-I-O-B-E. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Jones said, quote, the uh, heathen natives of course, believed that he uh, was a great spirit uh, or the great spirit protected him from wild beasts. Uh-huh. So they asked him to come to Somalia to help defeat their enemies, but Buffalo Jones declined. God damn it. That's like their, the fucking John Muir shit where it's like, I am their, their uh, yeah. w- uh, white chief or whatever. He said that anybody could do what he did if they understood animal psychology and had the nerve to back it up. Psychology. You hit him with a rifle a few times and punch him in the face. After he got back to the States, Buffalo Bill, or not Buffalo, Buffalo Jones lectured at Carnegie Hall and people ate it up. He posed for a pic with Buffalo Bill and Pawnee Bill, which was the Walmart version of yes. Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Jones toured with the films that he took in Africa. He could have retired, but he was not done. He wanted a gorilla. Yep. Oh, no. <laughs> How are we going to catch a gorilla, Tony? How do you think we're going to catch a gorilla? Bananas, dude. No. Ropes. Got to gotta, gotta ride on up and lasso that motherfucker. Because, no. you know, that's, that's how gorillas this are. This is like a, a valley of... Uh, Guanji. Guanji, yeah. Yep. Well, how you catch gorillas is uh, Jones heard that they liked music. Beauty killed the beast. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> yep. What, what, kind of, what genre are they into? Uh, mostly fucking... Uh, Death metal. Well, I was going to say like uh, dubstep and... Sure. I'm just imagining EDM. him like, like you, like hiring a fucking piano player out of a bar. And they just like, they just like tow a fucking like, like upright piano into the Serengeti or wherever the fuck they're going to be. There's a song, young the piano man. So he took along some music, gramophone. Also, he heard that they carried away women. So they brought one of the guys' wife along as bait. Also, is this like facts out of Annie's fucking 1911 fact book? It might as well be. I mean, shit, he might it's, be in that book. I mean, it's, it's a well-known fake book. fact we that have... gorillas love music and women. And they, yeah, like, well, and I read the article he's referring to. He's like, yes, of the Swathi native women, the great beasts are known to enter the huts and abscond with the females of the, yeah. Yes, so they leave February 4th, 1914. That's a few days after Buffalo Jones turned 70. So they go to the Congo uh, to Lake Vernan Vaz. Fernan Vaz. 
They played I Dream a Genie with the light brown hair on the gramophones at night, but it oh, didn't God. attract any male gorillas. They played what? I Dream of Genie with the light I brown hair? I Dream of Genie with the light brown hair. You've never heard that? I don't think so. It's not the, it's not the theme song from the show, though, is it? Uh, I'm, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. All right. It, it, it predates the I did show. Not, it I didn't predates realize the show, it, but it's... I didn't realize it was a song before it was a show. All right. I Dream of Genie So one night, uh, one of the natives showed up in camp looking for him. He said his village had plenty of gorillas. Uh, they destroyed their bananas and polluted their drinking water. Um, it's just got a little tincture, like. Yeah. So this is uh, put, uh, poison put, in the water. Put an epicac in your. <laughs> and the put French visine in your drink. Yeah. <laughs> the French government confiscated their guns, so they couldn't kill him. So the, uh, he would lead them in the direction. So I guess this is the French Congo, not the Belgian Congo. Yeah. I don't know. The Belgian Congo is, if you want, a lesson to fuckery. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. There's a degree of cutting off hands and noses. Well, I mean, uh, what, uh, in the Heart of Darkness, based mm-hmm. off that. And then, uh, by extension, Apocalypse Now is based off that. Yeah. yeah. Jones left the ladies in camp along with the horsies, having heard tale of cannibal N-words. Uh-huh. Ah. <laughs> uh or at least they were uh, up to that not long ago. But they did eat chimpanzees. Speaking of which, uh, the guy that uh, filmed the whole adventure is uh, Cherry Kirton, who is, I think, a British guy. And uh, it's him holding a chimp. Oh. That very clearly they shot the mother chimp to probably catch the baby chimp. Oh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. how you did shit back then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so they let the dogs go and heard them find something. A gorilla, according to their guide, they chased after. Uh, as soon as they would get close, the gorilla would again retreat. They still couldn't see it. For three miles, it went on. It's actually a 10-year-old child. <laughs> <laughs> they are getting tired in the heat, and finally they treed the beast. But the gorilla climbed up into the trees about 150 feet. They tried shooting the limbs out from underneath the gorilla, which brought it down 45 feet. What the fuck? But the gorilla moved when another shot was fired, and it was hit in the leg. Uh, seeing the situation, they killed it, and it fell out of the tree, and the dogs began attacking the body. So instead of just injuring it, they just put yeah, it yeah. out of its I misery. I mean, if you're going to do something, do it right, I suppose. Like, what the fuck? Uh, the gorilla was an old female, only five foot one. The average male was twice as large. Probably not 10 feet tall, though, but no. twice as large anyway. Uh, yeah, well, heavier. Yeah. So the next week, they found the old man gorilla they were looking for. The dogs treed the gorilla. I'm picturing, like, just Tom Waits gorilla. Oh, yeah, like, smoking a cigar. Wearing, God damn it. Yeah. You're Get mes- off my fucking you're measly skunk. <laughs> Jones took off and climbed the tree. The guides yelled, him not to, yelled at him not to go up. But Jones managed to rope the gorilla around the head and arm. Jones then fell, but was caught by the weight of the gorilla. So both were hanging by the rope. Jones told him not to shoot, but to get another rope. Get a rope. Yep. But then Jones fell all the way to the bottom, to the ground this time. And the gorilla had broken the unbreakable rope. The gorilla rushed down uh, the tree and bounded away. Uh, his friend's means took aim and brought him down with a shot through the heart. Because if you can't capture it alive, you better shoot it. Better shoot it. It was an enormous male, one of the biggest taken in the French Congo. They skinned him out for the museum to stuff, so that's conserving. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why Teddy Roosevelt was out there. He was uh, just putting holes in all sorts of families of elephants and stuff, and so you could... Well, that was the common belief at the time. It was like, look, these things are going to all be wiped out. Nobody will know what they look like unless we save some in a museum right. and stuff them with, like, hey. <laughs> well, other people are going to kill them anyway, so yeah. I might as well kill want, it so that we can show I it off. I want my children to know what a hippopotamus looked like, so better kill 40 of them and put them in all the museums possible. 
Jones. <laughs> but Jones woke the next morning uh, kind of cold. He also had a terrible headache. He'd been taking quinine like a good white man, but then he burned up with hot flashes until he passed out. He insisted that the others carry on the hunt while he returned to camp. The trip back to camp almost killed Jones. He also appears to have suffered a heart attack. Jesus, he's like 70 also, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck. After three weeks in camp, he returned to port and went back on a friendship for Bordeaux, where he slipped into a coma, but woke a few days later. He got to London July 20th. He hoped the rest of the crew would show up. He waited till about mid-August, but it came apparent that the rest were stranded by the outbreak of war. Oh, shit. So he kind of leaves him back in the Congo and sails for New York City the 1st of October. A couple of his helpers, Mr. and Mrs. Moogie, returned to hunt gorilla until April the following year. The rest left uh, October 18th, 1914. By April, they were broke and had to appeal to the French government for assistance. But they didn't bring back any live gorillas. They did bring back a chimp named Lindy. They got three baby gorillas. They had to shoot the mothers, but they all died by the time they got back to France. One was named Demon. (laughs) He also said cannibalism was still practiced in the Congo. Well, you got to scare the shit out of the other white people. So you can go ahead and justify. Mm -hmm. Well, also, so like none of them will go. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's it's your own personal hunting spot. it's my gorillas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jones tried to go on tour, but his health failed him again. So he returned to Portales, New Mexico, where he kept his buffalo. Then he began to write his memoirs. In 1917, the African fever came back, and Jones died October 2nd, 1919. So he hung on for a little while yeah. after the trip. I guess that's yeah. Buffalo Jones. Crazy. Yeah. Well, you said, what do you what do you think? As promised, so much animal cruelty. Oh, but God. yet, but yet, he's one of the biggest reasons we still have bison. Yeah. No, uh, I mean that's fuck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, it's so uh, an- analogous to like America. It's so it's just so complicated and fucked up. Yeah, and like it's like this guy sucks, but also there could be no bison. Yeah, right now. So I guess. Well, I mean, like, I mean, uh, ideally there could have been still bison if we hadn't initially started wiping him out, which sure. he was Part involved of. in. Yeah. God damn it! I, you missed the thing where like uh, on the before they went to. Uh, Africa, he had, they had to stop in England for a while, and uh, Buffalo Jones wanted a pair of handcuffs oh, made. Oh, yeah, yeah. What did he need? A pair of handcuffs made? Mm-hmm. Yeah, as big as he possibly could get. To, to handcuff a fucking gorilla? Handcuff a lion. A lion. <laughs> and that's that lioness he ended up, like yeah. Niobe that he ended up putting, yeah. He, he, want, he ended up not using the handcuffs, but he the, had specially made handcuffs made for a lion. <laughs> it sounds like some kind I'm of, not. like, Disney movie on acid with yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, what a fucking what a nut well i mean also once again there i mean the aroma of bullshit hangs heavy over like especially oh, from a book from the 60s 40, yeah. 40 million wolves around my tent and every yeah. one of them's rabid and they're carrying my dog off like it's a fucking Bully stick and shit, you know, like yeah. You can so see weird. some truth to it, though. Some, I mean, well, yeah, that, that's the don't carry off. Your, they'll kill your dog and eat it. They're not going to be like just snatching up a full ass German Shepherd and, and, and not tra- killing trotting it, right? away. Not not killing it, just carried it. Right? Yeah, yeah. So we get it back. Yeah, but well, yeah, no, that it's... and like how big is this fucking wolf supposed to be? Like a nine hundred pound fucking wolf? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, no, it's like uh, like any good mountain man story or fisherman tale. Like you gotta like. T- take something that actually happened and then just like blow it the fuck out of proportion. Well, the thing is, there's a lot of documented stuff that he did do. Yeah. I was desperate, like my phone sucks incredibly badly. There is pictures of uh, it's not so much Buffalo, but it's the two cowboys that came from New Mexico that he took with him to Africa. Yeah, um, with that rhino roped, and it's yeah. they, they they have the book and there's photos in there, but it's like the internet is pretty scanty on it. Man, I wish that movie still existed. That, that'd be. Horrific. I'm gonna do my level best to find it. As far as I've been able, like, no copies exist, as far as anyone knows. Um, I mean, if anybody, uh, what is it called, like, lassoing wild animals in Africa, if anybody, uh, you know, is going through your your 8mm film collection and sees something labeled that, you might have a, <laughs> might have a gem on your hands, but, yeah. Damn. 
guy on a buffalo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go check out Posse Possum, Guy on a Buffalo. Oh, yeah. Excellent series. Very excellent. And also just watch Buffalo Rider because it's insanity at the maximum. And yeah, there's yeah. a Riff Tracks version of it, too. Oh, there so. is now? Yeah. Yep. Tight. There's, a, there's that scene where, like... Uh, He's like supposed to be stalking up on a deer, I think, or something, and, and then they, a fucking mountain lion jumps on his back. When I, I told you about that, like, where, like they, 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 actually there happened. was some podcast where they interviewed the guy that played, yeah, literally t- played Buffalo Jones in Buffalo Rider, and he was talking about the thing was like they had a cougar and it was yeah. supposed to be in the scene, but it got out when it wasn't supposed to, right? And it wasn't supposed to attack him. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. And they left it, it in, and like well, it's, and it, you can tell it dude. bit the dog shit out of him. I and think he, like, it like and he like punches it in the face yeah. a bunch of times. Oh yeah. <laughs> And they're like, fuck it, leave it in. I mean, all animals were harmed during the yeah, no. Exactly. Shit, I'll go out of my way to harm ones that aren't even on screen. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, join us next week when we get back to some more like uh, human atrocities, but we wanted to spread the wealth around the animal community, I guess. <laughs> Nobody's safe. Nobody's off the hook. Next week, foreshadowing, uh, let's call it, there's going to be some long pork. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. Just for Thanksgiving dinner. All right. (laughs) All right. With that, uh, let's go out in a hail of gunfire. (laughs) Gunfire.